this is Twisty Chris, and welcome to the Stream Coach Podcast, the show that helps you step up your game as a professional live streamer. And now here's your host, she has a two-year-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Theo, Ashney Christ! Hi friends! Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. If you are watching this video on YouTube, I'm actually recording this from inside my closet. So I'm doing a little test with this episode to see if the sound is any better in here because I've been recording in a really open space. You guys might have noticed like some reverb or a little bit of echo in the episodes before. So we're going to do a little test and see if the sound is better for this specific episode. Okay, let's do a little bit of news here real quick. The podcast was actually featured in the On The Rise section on Anchor, okay? And this was just amazing. Like, one day I was just minding my own business. My phone kept buzzing. I was like, what is going on? And I looked at it, and it was literally, like, subscriber after subscriber after subscriber. And I had no idea what was happening, um, but I went into Anchor and all the other podcast platforms to check out what was going on and saw that it was featured in the On The Rise section. So that's really cool. And I just want to say welcome to everyone who is new. If you haven't met me before, my name is Ashney Christ, and I've been a Twitch streamer since 2013. I was full-time for six months. I actually have a website that's going to be launching soon that's going to go into a lot more detail about my story because it is pretty unique. To give you guys the highlights, though, um, I was full-time for six months because of the support of my community, and it just... They were incredible, and they were amazing, and it was specifically one person that really did a lot of work to get me to be full-time. And once I was able to pay off a lot of debt and I went full-time... Eventually, that person said something that I will never forget, okay? And that thing was, a lot of people are going to make it on Twitch, and it will never be you. I was just like, okay, this uh, kind of sucks, but now it's actually gotten to the point where I'm grateful for that because that person was completely right. Like, that's totally true. And I'm going to help those people. So that's the goal of all of my content is just to help people learn what it takes to be successful, to go full time as a content creator on Twitch. And I have learned a lot since I stopped being full time. I've done years of research. The past like three years, I've literally had my face in a book, uh, headphones in my ears, listening to podcasts, just everything you could possibly imagine to try and learn as much as I possibly could about content creation and marketing and social media and community and all of that. So I am very excited to have you all here, especially if you are new and very much so as well. If you are an old fan of the podcast, I appreciate all of you and I really hope that everything that I do helps you pursue your dreams and learn to stream. So without any more talking about my story, we're going to get into this episode of the week, which is with an amazing Twitch partner, Kate. And Kate really stands out to me, um, and I think I say this actually in the interview because, one, her community is extremely inclusive, so she has a really solid, very supportive, and just generous, kind, positive community, but 
it's extremely inclusive. So it's very accepting of like LGBTQ um, and, and just everyone that comes in. Any marginalized group is extremely accepted. But that's amazing. But also the fact that she is building a community inside of an extremely popular game. And normally what I tell creators is that if you're streaming on Twitch, one of the best things that you want to do is choose games that aren't saturated, right? But she's standing out in a saturated game. And so we talk about how you can stand out in PUBG, which is the game that she plays. We talk about how to build an inclusive community as well as just her journey and her story. So if you guys are really into streaming popular games like League of Legends or PUBG or Fortnite or Dota or Overwatch, CSGO. There's, I feel like there's just a million of them now, but <laughs> definitely want to check out this episode and I will see you after this interview with Kate. All right, guys, welcome back to the Stream Coach podcast. With me today, I have somebody who, one, Twitch partner, okay, two, PUBG partner, but the reason that I wanted to talk to this person is because she has an extremely inclusive community, but also manages to really stand out in PUBG. And so our topic today is going to be how to stand out in a saturated game. So if you really want to stream like Dota or League or Overwatch or Fortnite or PUBG, this is a really great episode for you. And my guest today is Kate Stark. Hello. How are you, Kate? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. All right. So let's start just at the very beginning with you, because I know there are some people who haven't actually met you before. Can you tell me about why you started streaming and when that was? So I started streaming in January 2016, and it was a New Year's resolution, which uh, not a lot of people know. The New Year's resolution was to just it was super simple and it was create more. I just, I felt creatively stunted at the time because I was a bartender and creating drinks just isn't the same as creating content. And so I kind of sat down and was like, what could I do to create content that would fit into my existing schedule? And I figured that streaming was kind of a really good one-to-one ratio on that. Like you're creating the content and you're getting the feedback all at the same time. If you're making YouTube videos, you make the video and you spend all this time editing and you spend the time uploading and then you wait for the feedback and the reward wasn't quite the same as what you're putting into it. And I was like, okay, let's, let's try the live streaming thing. So I started January, 2016. I went full time September, 2016. I was partnered in December, 2016. And now we're here. That's awesome. And I really echo like a lot of those same sentiments too with YouTube and Twitch. It feels like Twitch is a lot more instant gratification. And like YouTube, you put so much work into just one video, whereas you can put the same amount of time into a Twitch stream and you feel like you just get so much more out of it. So I definitely can agree with you there. Um, tell me a little bit more, and for those of us who don't know, tell me more about your actual community. So what kind of impression does somebody get whenever they're new to your stream and they jump in and watch you for the first time? Whoa, this channel's... And like almost in a disbelief kind of way, yeah. which, is, which is good. That's kind of what I'm, kind of what I'm going for. Uh, a lot of Twitch is kind of toxic and not especially the nicest place to be, which is really unfortunate. 
And I think what I wanted to create in my community was a place that I would feel welcome. Um, being a woman on the internet is not easy. Um, <laughs> I'm bisexual and so fitting into the LGBT community on Twitch is not the easiest thing. Uh, so I was like, what can I do to make a community that people that I want to surround myself with would feel welcome in and try to spread that positivity to like other other people? Yeah, I definitely want to talk a bit more about the LGBTQ side of your content for sure. But just to kind of like keep us inside of this context, um, tell me a little bit about like being a smaller streamer, the very beginning of your journey, what was that experience like? And then what was kind of the turning point, that big moment where you were like, oh, you know, I could actually do something with this. I might be able to do this full time. So I actually don't remember a lot about being a smaller streamer. I still consider myself like a smaller streamer, um, but it was it was just done in my hours that I had free. It was never like it was never my main focus and I wish I had like I almost wish that I had documented more of that initial journey because I never expected what I started with to become what it is now like I am in a dedicated streaming office with like studio lights and nice mics and like three monitors mm -hmm. and like I started streaming on an iMac for like <laughs> what? A couple yeah it was a mess it was a complete disaster <laughs> but like I never expected what I started with to be where I am now and doing stuff like this. So I wish I had just documented more of it because I would, I would bartend from three in the afternoon until midnight and I was exhausted and I would come home and stream from like 1230 to 4 AM for like a handful of people. And it was like terrible quality. I would either have audio going to my headset or the stream, but not both. Um, and the webcam was like, okay. And it was, it was a disaster. I don't know why people kept coming back, but I'm glad they did. Uh, as we started growing as a community, I could put more time and stuff into it. And I started a Patreon, which kind of helped with stream upgrades. And then the turning point for me, when I realized that this could be like a full-time thing was after the Patreon, I was making enough from the Patreon that I could like take a day off from my my bar job to like spend on stream. And then I was making enough in like PayPal tips to take like maybe another day off. And then I started realizing that I was just like wasting my time doing this bar job when I could be putting all of that effort because I was exhausted after those shifts. It was a horrible place to work. I could take all of that time and effort and energy and mental power and put it into streaming and make it so much more than it was. And it was really that turning point in September, 2016, I quit my job. Two weeks later, I went to my first TwitchCon and then immersed myself in the community of, of Twitch and was just like, okay, this is, this is where I wanna be. I made the right decision. Really That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like that echoes a lot of, of troubles that a lot of people have, which is they're trying to work full time and they're trying to make streaming happen. And so that's a really hard space to be in because you're throwing like 
you're throwing so much energy in so many different places, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of being able to focus all of your energy on that one thing and really grow it, which is a lot easier to do, you're just having to kind of like go from this heightened energy level and then immediately wanting to like crash because that's what we all want to do after we've had a long work day. But then you have to go back into having, you know, being on and, and entertaining and being in front of people. So I think that's that's a really great story for sure. But so also, now, just sorry to touch on that. Yeah. I also get very frustrated when people start streaming and then quit their job. They're like, yes. I am going to pour all of my energy into this. And it's like, no, you still need to pay your bills. You still need to have a roof over your head. You need to have food in your stomach. And so like, it's for me, it was all about finding a balance. And that took a little while for me, but I've seen so many people who are struggling through, you know, they get affiliate or they get, they're not affiliate and they're trying to get affiliate they're on that path but then they're just miserable because they're like this is my everything and it's not working yeah until you're stable enough to to pay your bills then you you have to keep another line of income going right and that's the thing of that that's the thing too is so many people like they put that pressure on themselves too early that they need to make a ton of money from streaming to be able to pay their bills. Like they make it their full-time thing too early and that comes out in the content and makes it a less exciting place to be, a less exactly. exciting community to be in. Cause you, you then you're putting on their face. Yeah. And you're putting the responsibility of your bills on a small community. Like yeah. that's scary. Okay. I could talk about that forever. Don't you get do. me on my soapbox. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> Cause I, I made that mistake. And so it's not, it's not good. Highly do not recommend friends. No. All right. So we have some context about who you are, right? Um, let's talk about your strengths. And whenever I watch your stream, I notice two things. Okay. One is that you do have such an incredibly inclusive community and Two is that you stream a lot of PUBG and you actually grow in a space that is pretty saturated. So let's start with that first point and talk about your community, which actually has a lot of LGBTQ members. um, And that can actually cause some division in certain spaces. So talk to me about like how you grew such a positive group while also making sure that that group was inclusive to LGBTQ and other like marginalized people. Well, I just knew that it was important for me, like I said, being bisexual to have a place on the internet for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So many of my friends are queer uh, that it just, that's how I grew up. That's how I was the people I was surrounded with. So for me, it wasn't, it didn't seem weird to, to be that inclusive. Cause that's just how I am. Um, but once I got more immersed into the Twitch community, I was like, Oh, this is not a normal <laughs> thing. Ah, I see you go and watch, um, you go and watch other people's streams and you see slurs coming across in chat and people are laughing about it. And it's like, Oh gosh. Okay. And it's stuff like that, that actually made my drive for a more inclusive community even stronger because it was like, if I'm there and I'm a pretty open-minded person, but if I'm there and I'm seeing this stuff and I'm upset by it, like surely there's other cool people out there who are also looking for like a place to call home on Twitch. They don't want to go into somebody's chat and feel like they're, people are throwing slurs at them or people are, you know, using derogatory words. 
So I just pushed really hard and kind of had like a pretty, we have a really low tolerance for garbage and people's, can I swear? Go for it. People's <laughs> bullshit. We have a really low tolerance for <laughs> bullshit. Um, I was like, what's, what's a word for that? No, bullshit is the right word. Um, <laughs> and kind of once you lead by example, I think a lot of people will follow in those footsteps. So like, I I don't think I've ever seen another community on Twitch and probably actually just communities that I'm like friends with because we kind of, our communities bleed into each other, which is amazing. I've never seen somebody come into a chat room before they came into mine and said, hey, I just started my HRT. And I was like, congratulations. Holy, oh. You just told me that and you feel comfortable enough doing that in my space. You're in my community, you're in my home and you're telling me you're starting your hormone replacement therapy hormones, like medication. That's a huge step, congratulations. Flooded the chat with love and support, and it's at that. Moment, oh God, we did something right. This is the kind of yeah. community I want. I want people to feel comfortable and know that they're not going to be like attacked for being who they are. That and is so huge. Like I tear up thinking about it. I got emotional just thinking about it there. But it's just like, oh God, we're doing something right. Good, good, good. That's that's what I love about streaming is like you have such a potential to impact so many lives. And if you have an amazing message and you're a real leader like you obviously are, like you can change so much of the world just by playing video games in your office. And so many people have like come into stream and seen a message like that and maybe initially been kind of rude or... Uh, intolerant but not to the point of like banning just a point of like this person I feel could use a little bit of education rather than hatred and so a lot of times people will lash out and be like how dare you say that thing when it's like well, what if we just like spoke to the person because maybe maybe they actually just don't know I've realized that in my time on the internet that like a lot of people just weren't raised the same way that perhaps I was or that other accepting people were and they don't understand why it's a bad thing and so if you can have a community with a level of tolerance and acceptance to be like hey you just said a not great thing maybe we can work on that and like here's why it wasn't a great thing and I've had people be like oh gosh I'm really sorry about that and I understand now that that wasn't the right thing and I've had people in my community be like I have an LGBT channel in my discord and having people come in and be like, you know what? I was raised being taught that, you know, trans people or gay people weren't normal. And after speaking to all of you and having like being educated about this stuff, not me specifically, but like my community, they're like, my, my thoughts have really changed. And I really think of you guys as family now. And I'm just like, (laughs) excuse me while I go sob into a pillow. But it's just uh, like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, so, but that can be for any type of community. If you're trying to promote acceptance, if you're trying to promote inclusivity or positivity or whatever, just lead by example. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most important thing. If that's what you want in a community, promote that. If you want a toxic community, 
promote that, but like, <laughs> I don't recommend that. Um, but if that's the kind of community that you're willing to foster, then I guess do that. It's, it's whatever you feel you want to see. Be the good you want to see mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I think a lot of that comes down to like, just your message and just your your resolve and your confidence in who you are and in what you believe and not being afraid to share those beliefs with people. Like I tell people all the time, you know, sharing more of yourself and sharing your beliefs is so important to growing as a creator, because if you don't share who you truly are and what you believe, you won't find those people that really resonate with your content and you won't build a community if people don't know what they're rallying behind. Exactly. Right. And so I'm, that is so cool that you kind of just like fell into that. I had to be taught that. And so that's really awesome that you, you know, you grew up being, being strong and being confident. And that's obviously taken you very far. Well, I was talking so. to my dad about it and we were talking about how the uh, mar uh, marriage equality bill passed in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I was like, isn't that amazing? Like such a cool thing happened. And he just looked at me and he went, where did this come from? Like, where, where did, where did, how did you become so accepting? Like, this is amazing, but like, what, what did, what happened? And I was like, you, you and mom, like you did this. And he goes, oh, I guess we did, didn't we? <laughs> oh, that's I love me. that. And he's like, he just didn't think about it because he was raised the same way. Mm -hmm. And so it was just ingrained in him and I saw it in my parents. And I was like, oh, you just, you be accepting of other people. And it's just like, yeah. teach, teach your children to be nice people and they probably will be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Parents have such a huge role. I was actually raised the same way too. Like I grew up watching movies like Tu Wong Fu, which is about trans women and just like my mom talking about um, just a lot of like LGBTQ topics and always telling me, you know, just accept everybody and love them for who they are. But there have definitely been times where I've had conversations with people and they'll say something like transphobic and I'll, I'll have an actual conversation with them and they'll say, I didn't know. I had, I had no idea. And so exactly. I feel like a lot of, of maybe not a lot of inclusive communities, but some inclusive communities see that and they're like, get out. They get angry and they're like, just, just move. We just want to remove you from, but you actually give people a chance at, you know, reconciling and learning. And I think that that has the potential to cause a huge change in acceptance and in how people are viewed in the world so that's what i hope yeah oh, i love that okay so love 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 that topic can definitely go on for like ever but let's actually jump into the more actionable piece of advice that we want to give today which is your other strength which is growing in a saturated game so a lot of people like myself included actually advise others to stay away from streaming saturated games because it's really hard to stand out and to grow and to kind of carve your space in the community Let's start very basic. Why do you think you've actually been growing in PUBG? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay, I do, sort of. Uh, it's, it's a couple of things. One is consistency. I've been playing this game, maybe to my fault, but I've been playing this game pretty much nonstop since April. March, April of last year, so almost a year. Um, and it is, and it's not because it was a huge game. I started playing it not having seen it on Twitch. Um, a mutual friend, actually, Jamie. Jamie played it oh, on cool. her stream. 
And I was like, this is not her kind of jam. Like, what is this? And she texted me after and said, you would love this. Just like download it. And so I bought it, I downloaded it and I played it once. And I was like, this game is so stupid. Let's do this more. And (laughs) I just genuinely loved it. And people saw how much I was enjoying it and they wanted to see me play more of it. And I've always stuck by like only play what makes you happy. And PUBG made me and continues to make me so happy that once you sink enough hours into it, you you get pretty good. Um, so I put part of it is skill. I think part of it is just I genuinely enjoy playing it. And another thing is just PUBG has given me an incredible amount of opportunities. Some stuff that people may have seen, like tournaments, um, some stuff I can't actually speak on just yet. Um, but PUBG has given so many opportunities to their partners, um, and they're all about promoting the streamers and then letting the streamers kind of indirectly promote the game. Like, they just want to see people have a good time and obviously sell their game, but, like, they don't push that on us. They don't ask us to, like, oh, sell copies. Like, they just want to see the game being played and people enjoying it. Part of it was probably luck about me getting decent with viewership, but it's also just, uh, I mentioned this, that a round of PUBG is kind of like watching your favorite TV show. Um, You don't need to know what has happened earlier in the episode. You don't need to know what season they're in. You can pick up in the middle of the episode and turn it on and be like, oh, I know exactly everything that has happened since the beginning of the round just by looking at the screen. So there's already that immediacy of uh, a connection to that current game, which makes it easy for people to like just turn on and enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I really like that. PUBG is is great. There's there's so many people that stream it, and I I really. I totally believe in like stream what you enjoy and what makes you happy. And I think that's such a, a huge part of this process is like finding what makes you happy and making other people happy because you're actually happy. But what do you think people that are kind of struggling for that viewership? So people that aren't really growing in PUBG, even though they're really happy playing it, like what do you feel like is a good piece of advice that you could give that person? I mean, first of all, don't get down on yourself. Uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to grow a following. Um, I was lucky enough that I, when I started streaming, had a bit of an kind of internet presence before. And so people, I had like a little bit of a built-in community, which was really nice. Um, But don't be afraid to change up what you're doing. Feel free to keep playing Fortnite or PUBG or whatever. Make that your solid game. But maybe try indie games on the weekends or... Maybe give yourself like a fun gimmick for your rounds. Like uh, I did it once where I, I have a level three PUBG helmet behind me and I played a couple rounds just wearing my helmet on stream. Um, and that was ridiculous and people enjoyed it. And just try to make yourself sound. I don't know how to do that for specifics. Uh, but you need to find something that I want. My my only piece of advice ever is do what makes you happy. Um, mm-hmm. But that's so important. 
but yeah, don't be afraid to diversify. Like even if people leave because you're not playing that main game, it's important to bring in viewers for other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely all about finding that mix of games where like maybe you have a community night and you're like, we don't worry about numbers tonight. We play whatever we want and we just all have fun and don't worry about it together. And then maybe you have a stream where like you're actually focused on the growth and you still play something that you enjoy, but like it's a little more focused on, like you said, maybe indie titles or something else where you can really stand out. And I feel like that could could help people a lot for sure. So let's talk about like your contribution contributions to the overall like streaming and PUBG community. How do you feel like that kind of impacted your ability to participate in things like the PUBG Partner Program and uh, all these other opportunities that you've had? Um, hmm. I mean, participating in communities that you want to be a part of is obviously very important. Um, that's why I encourage people to like participate in your favorite streamers discord. Like that is great community building channels like this are incredible. Um, participating in the PUBG community specifically is kind of tough just because it is so big. Hmm. Oh, this one's a hard one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. You, you got me like we started off with softball questions, and now you got me with you got me with. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, making you think. I uh, God, I don't. Uh, Let's. How about how about I phrase it like this? What do you think about like? Are there any like strategies or styles of content that you've seen that have worked really well in PUBG? In PUBG specifically, yeah. In PUBG streams, yes. Um, well, if you have streamer friends. Like streaming with them in your squad is always really fun uh, mm -hmm. because then there's always, you're never going to have exactly the same community members in every single stream. Uh, so squatting up with people that have their own community and kind of trading back and forth, I think is really good. And I've done that with some friends uh, recently and we've got some incredible people, like not their entire community, has come over a select few have been really engaged and awesome um to come over and join our community as well and it's nice going into that person's chat and seeing my emotes come up even though they know i'm not there it's just like okay they're twitch is incredible for the reason that it's a lot smaller than you think it is if that makes sense mm -hmm. i've been in streams that I would never imagine to see people I know in and then you see like your emote your emote pop up or you see one of your friends names in the chat and if you actually think about it as Twitch itself being a much smaller community and not this giant website um it's it's a lot more manageable I hope that makes sense no absolutely I've noticed that from you know just my own streaming experience but also from other people's streams like nobody just watches one person right exactly. or they might but that's extremely rare but this is an actual like community and if you have you know 250 or so viewers like you then that 
run over into other communities is going to be huge because even if you're you know even if you have like 10 viewers consistently that's not necessarily the same 10 people the entire stream you've got people filtering in and out and at the end of a stream you could have like a thousand or two or three thousand people that have actually come by and so to see like all of these just all of these people out in other spaces and see like what they're enjoying and how they're contributing to the community as well is just it definitely reminds you of of what you just said, which is just that it's not actually as big of a space as we like to think it is. No, it's not. There's a lot of people occupying the space, but the actual space itself is quite small. And mm-hmm. that if you if you think about it like that and you think about it like communities, because there are communities, it is just it's kind of a small, wonderful place just with a lot of people occupying it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So if you could give one piece of, of advice to the streamer that's listening right now, and they just want to stream PUBG or Fortnite or Dota or League or whatever, but they don't want to switch to anything else. So your one piece of advice, what would that be for that person? Enjoy yourself. Uh, your success is not guaranteed. And it's not immediate. But as long as you're having fun then you're going to make somebody happy. That's and awesome. If, and if you just make that one person happy, you've made one person happy. And that's an incredible feat. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that's a great note to end on. Where can people find you if they'd like to check out your content? Uh, if they want to check out my channel on Twitch, it's a pretty easy little URL. It is twitch.tv slash Kate. And they can find me on Twitter. Uh, and my URL is just right there. That's my twitter handle it's kate stark and uh yeah it's the easiest spots all my other links and stuff are on my twitter awesome thank you so much kate i really appreciate you coming by and your story is really inspiring i feel like it's going to help a lot of people kind of feel more at ease and if anybody ever has any other questions like i'm free on twitter all the time i'm constantly on that website and also just like i interact with chat a lot during my streams and they're more than welcome to come by there as well Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that interview. Kate, thank you so much again for coming on. Really, like, you have such an amazing community. I stopped by there once, and everyone was just so kind and nice and gifted subs to each other. It was bananas. It was amazing. Definitely check her out at twitch.tv slash Kate. She's on a bunch of social media and stuff as well. Thank you so much for coming on, Kate. I really appreciate it. So if you are new to the show, this is pretty much how the podcast works. Um, We have a pretty solid guest on every week. Why do I pretty solid as if some of them have been crap? No, they are legit all amazing. (sighs) Anyways, so definitely have a lot more stuff planned for you all. I have a lot of big things coming, so if you haven't already, make sure that you click subscribe on your podcast players. If you're listening on iTunes, I would love it if you guys could leave a comment with some feedback over there. That'd be really great. I'll make sure to read those out if we do end up getting any of them. And if you want to talk to me, I am at Ashley Christ everywhere on social media. I also make a lot of videos on YouTube. If you are a streamer that is looking to step up your game, you can find me over there too at youtube.com slash Christ. And I will see you all in the next episode. Bye! Thanks for listening to the Stream Coach Podcast. See you next week.